If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Su. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards. Like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Hey, hey, welcome in. It is Follow the Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss along with Polly Howard, live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. Well, Polly, that was uh, one hell of a 24 hour stretch at the TD Garden in Boston. Mm to go from that loss with the Bruins bowing out in the first round into what took place last night in the NBA. Game one, Celtics hosting the Sixers. No Joel Embiid. You shot 85% from the floor in the first quarter, and you barely had a lead, and you could not win, and you let James Harden go completely nuts. Uh, I'm not saying it's panic time now in the series, but that is, if you count the playoffs, that is now the 12th time this season the Celtics have lost a game outright when they are laying at least double digits <laughs> and they had a they had a, uh, some games uh-huh. depending on the book there could be more they were they were laying nine and a half yep absolutely I agree with Van Gundy it's probably the easiest path you're going to see to get to the finals considering the uh, Sixers are compromised and you don't know when Embiid's coming back and then you're going to get the winner of an 8-5 if you win this. I mean, come on. It's on a platter for you with Milwaukee out. And then you're at home, and it, you treated it like a scrimmage defensively. I mean, how, will we ever see that again? No hyperbole. The first free throw attempt of the game happened 30 seconds before halftime. You fouled 10 times the entire game. Yeah. I mean, this is historic what happened. To shoot that, what they did from the field, to shoot 53%, only commit 10 fouls. That's the first time a team has lost in the shot clock era going back when that's actually happened in a playoff game. So Harden comes alive. I didn't think he had it in him. He was fantastic. But just to give you the facts and something we've talked about for weeks against the Nets, his uh, field goal percentage is uh, in, in the paint. Worst ever since they've been tracking that stat at ESPN. Worst ever. Can't get to the rim, can't finish. And his field goal attempts and free throw attempts, lowest of his career since he joined the Rockets when he was there 2012, whatever it was. So there was no indication that he still had this in his repertoire and he could deliver like this. And he certainly did. And he was he was fantastic. That was huge. I mean, that was the single best game he has played since he was a member of the Rockets a a few years ago. I mean, that was the most enjoyable game I've ever watched him play. Yes. Uh, It was incredible because I think it hit me sideways and I never expected it like you just said. And also, like, anytime there's a break, this guy now has a free pass to come to Vegas whenever he wants, and he can slap whoever's at the hotel room who comes outside of his door. Sure. Then he shows up. He's dressed like Prince from the Chappelle skit. You know, he's making everyone pancakes after the game. Did right. you see the jeans? Well, I don't know what that was. Uh, jeans. I, I, looked like I, I, Zubas. Remember Zubas back oh, yeah. in the day? Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what that decision was going into that. Yeah. But again, dude can do whatever he wants after last yeah. night. Come back to Vegas. Doesn't matter. Absolutely. Now, here's the thing, though. People are making the mistake, because as they often do in the NBA, 
It's like, oh, he, he was only James. Dude, they don't win the game without Melton. Melton was awesome. He had 17 points. He hit five threes. Uh, Maxi had 26. He was very good. Yep. And also, this cannot get lost. The free throws by Paul Reed, they never touched the rim. Paul, Reed, Paul Reed's good. And I don't know why it took forever for Doc to play him. Paul Reed's a nice player, you know? And uh, you're, you're exactly right, knocking him down and getting the stops. The other thing, I mean, how many times is this going to happen to Boston? Get the ball out of his hands and stop with the stupid switch. Oh, my God, Paul. Who thinks Horford on Harden's a good idea? You know what he's going to do? Make him give the ball up. We just saw this with Trey Young in the last home game. So th- this, Make someone else beat you. Right. This coach, Missoula, he's incapable. This is what This is what my biggest takeaway is from last night, actually. He's incapable of any in-game adjustments, and we are in the second round of the playoffs? Yeah. Like, is that accurate? Is that what we're looking at here? You're going to... That's how you're going to play James Harden when the guy can't miss. And you had a pretty good idea. It was a heat check the entire game for Harden, and yet you're comfortable allowing Horford to switch on him the entire game? You never, you didn't come up with anything else? Wow, that, that is a disastrous performance out of that dude. Horrible job coaching last night. And also, yep. can Jalen Brown maybe get more than 10 shots? He was 8 of 10 from the floor. Guy's a superstar. He scored in the 20s. He well, needs more shots. Oh, you're right. But it's also the risk you run when Tatum gets it going early because then it becomes the Tatum show and a lot of guys standing around. Uh, it's, the other thing was, why we, why are you concerned with P.J. Tucker who has the ball on the switch? He didn't attempt a shot. He wasn't going to shoot. Yeah. So that You can't lose that game. You cannot lose that game. And now with the play in Wednesday, I wouldn't even – there's no reason to play uh, Embiid. And just get ready for Friday night, game three. You, mission accomplished. You came in, you got the split. Don't play him. Let him make, get all the rest he needs. And, and again, another bad job by the Celtics. I mean, they just have some bad losses going back the last few years in the playoffs. And I'll tell you, the more the more that you watch these games, you can't discount the fact that the Miami Heat could go to the finals because how, how the Celtics are inconsistent. Why are they so bad defensively? Right? That's another thing. Well, it's not... And and the crunch time offense. Turnovers. Horrible shot selection. Lousy final two and a half minutes. Yeah, and I I thought the total was way too low. Told you that several times on the show yesterday. Yeah. Because it was... Let's be honest here. That transition defense from the 76ers is a major issue. And it was also a never-ending string of layups. It was... The first quarter was a layup line for the Celtics. Defensively, the 76ers are horrendous. Now they've adjusted the the points per, or I'm sorry the total went up to 219 and a half for game number 2. If MB were to come back, I would actually maybe look at the under there. Also like so it's a it's a 6 point adjustment off the okay. opener from game 1 and both teams shot lights out. Is that going to continue again or are they going I think we might get the pace with no MB. Yes. And and keep this in mind, great tweet from Ralph Michaels. He's telling Celtics fans, "Don't worry. Teams off of a double-digit playoff loss since 2007. The next game, they're 13-1 straight up and 11-3 ATS. So they have that, and they're laying nine now for game number two in the series. Yep. Yep. Well, I'm sure they'll win, but uh, and I'm sure they'll, they'll, I'm confident they get a game in Philly. But this is just uh, alarming how bad they've been defensively, given the same thing up over and over again, and the issues in crunch time. I mean, that's that can't happen. And what, what was P.J. Tucker doing? 37 minutes didn't attempt a shot or get to the line? That's never happened either in the yeah, shot I, clock I don't have, era. I, I don't have a problem with it. I, mean, I, I have no <laughs> faith in that guy shooting the basketball whatsoever. Oh, he's lost, oh, he's lost his confidence. Oh, no, same, oh, yeah. same with him. And as long as the other guys are having great nights, don't don't force it. And that's, again, that's on Boston. You couldn't force Tucker to, make, to take any shots at all last night? At all? None? Zero? Yeah. Horrible job by the Celtics last night. That tells you. I mean, the, the, the fact that you, they didn't have any fouls, that you're not doing much, no intensity defensively when that happens. It's still Harden. We figure you can get a call from time to time, yeah. but still. Uh, if, 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 like you shoot 58% and only commit 10 fouls, and that hasn't happened. You lose the game outright. Tell you, it, yeah. Once they get MB back, Harden doesn't have to go for 45, yep. obviously. If, uh-huh. he goes for, if he goes for 22 and 11 assists and controls the offense like that and MB hits 35, all right, they can win the series. Mm-hmm. A huge win last night. Well, they have a nice roster. Harris is a good player. The acquisition of Melton. Reed's not bad. Yeah. Harden's hard, and I didn't think he had it at him, but he has a performance like that. 
Yep. Excellent. And here's one more. Uh, as we've been warning people since the beginning of the playoffs, the power rating with the Phoenix Suns is way too high. The, the Suns, oh, you boy. need to give them an offseason to put a different team together because this is not it. This, this team's not it. Next year, maybe, when you give this team a summer to make some moves, like their bench last night. Two of 16 from the floor, 0 of 9 from 3, they had 4 points. Durant, 2 of 12 from 3, he missed 17 shots. They, as a team, they shot 5 free throws. That's another one. They didn't shoot a free throw in the first half. Yeah. Five, that's what, what did we watch last night in the association? I know, no one gave I know. The basket. So Porter and Murray are a combined 5 of 22. And you lose by double digits. They scored 14 points in the fourth quarter. <laughs> Altitude. Yep. Tired. Yep. Yep. Oh, and now Chris Paul's hurt. And again, the pressure on Booker and Durant every single night. It was an in-play dream as far as the total. That thing was 229 before tip. The second half was 115 and a half? Yeah, well, you did get a 61 combined in the third quarter. Oh, but then, then it completely died. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I thought that actually the Suns might win because... How how uh, poor uh, Murray and Porter were playing, but Joker took over and they win by ten. And now you got to win four out of five. The one thing that'll help them is Denver, much like Memphis, great at home, lousy on the road. Yeah, but still, it's a tough task. And you're right, this is probably just not enough time to figure it out chemistry wise. And with this roster and just there's no depth, no depth. Then no. you get some time off here with uh, coming up Friday, but then it's every other day again. So good luck. Yep, nobody coming off the bench. I am surprised sportsbooks did not make. I, I was wrong on this when I said if they it, it, now it, this was all based on how they were going to lose if they lost the game last night. I said Suns might open up like seven for the game and be six for the first half. Not the case. How about this? Because when a team is down 0-2, books have adjusted over the years. Typically, when they go back home, it was like automatic for a mm-hmm. three or four year stretch. If we take out the bubble year where the team down and they were going back home, they would cover first quarter, first half like eighty five percent of the time. Well, the Suns for game three back at home, they're five for the game. They're a point and a half for the first quarter, and they're two and a half for the first half. I think they're may, they might be looking at this saying, they're no good. <laughs> yeah. And Denver's uh, better than what people thought. The one seed for a reason. Denver's $3 to win the series. Seems short. Suns are going to go take four to five against this team. T- tough task. Now, here's the thing. Yep. I, I, yep. Do, I do like the Suns in game, game three. I do like them. What if Chris Paul doesn't play? Now you got to go with Payne. I have to, I have time to change my right? mind. How about eight? Okay, how about Aiton? There's another one. I mean, it's huh? Joker's going to dominate him uh, this entire series. Oh yes, he is. And what? what uh, God, I thought I thought that was interesting. How Murray thought it's a slap in the face and disrespectful when they keep calling him Bubble Murray, like it was a fluke. So he's trying to prove people wrong. And then after uh, he was so good in game one, he was lousy in game two, but yeah, they but still al- won. But. Also, the guy missed an entire year. Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, so. Yeah, he was the, also unconscious that year, Yeah, so. so there's nothing wrong with yeah, that. Yeah, I got you. Up next, we'll recap more of the betting action, including what took place in a great game seven in the NHL playoffs. And this same game parlay paid 50 to one details next here on Decent. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season remind us to embrace change and fearlessly look toward the future. Like Andrew Jarecki, award-winning filmmaker and creator of Movie Phone. The studios didn't really control the theaters. The theaters didn't control the studios. And I thought, well, there's a window in here where I could make things easier for the consumer and also make something that would be very useful for the industry. Or Kellen Kenny, Chief Marketing and Growth Officer at AT&T, who installed fiber in customers' houses rather than leading from afar. It is so crucial that you spend time with the customers. That is the best lesson. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Yeah. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Were you a winner last night? Wow, winning. Or was it a rough one? Well, they can't all be winners, can they? Loser! You're a loser! Molly Howard recaps the night in sports betting in Win Some, Lose Some. All right, here we go. 76 or money line plus 425. I saw Boston minus 530 series price before the tip in light of the Embiid news. Oh, God. Not over, but off to a bad start. Well, no, they. I fully anticipate that team yep. to come back and win game two. Yep. It's frustrating to watch that team that time. Sixers to win. Here's what you're talking about. Sixers to win and Harden to score 40. Paid 50 to 1. Wow. And again, it's been, I, I, that's one of the best playoff games he's ever played. Oh, yeah. It goes back to his great days with the Rockets, but this guy has been a all-time bad resume with, with horrible playoff performances and, and quitting at times, too. All right. Awesome job. Devils to win in 7, plus 450. Devils to win by shutout 10 to 1. The under 5.5 minus 120 to 140. Game 7's Stanley Cup playoffs going back to 2005, 61% to the under. They win the first playoff series since 2012, and Schmidt is the fifth rookie to have a shutout in a game 7. Add it all up, there it goes, and you get the shorthanded goal to start in the second period, a sloppy turnover by the Rangers in their own end. And then they cap it off with the empty net, and uh, first period was fantastic. I misspoke before the break when I said great game. I meant great first period. And Shesterkin stood on his head, I thought, in the first period. That easily could have been, what, two, three, nothing Devils right away? He kept a minute. Yeah. It was fast and furious. Nothing happened, and then the dam kind of broke. Yep. Subscribe, be part of the team, vcin.com, our radio and podcast friends. You always want to see these tweets and videos. This is sent in from Dave. FTM at vcin.com will put you on television. Dave was at the South Point playing the dollar progressive. He told his wife, he's going to be one more hundred. Let me put another hundred in here. And he gets dealt three to the Royal, and bam, he gets it for over $5,000 on the dollar progressive. Nice hit. Thanks for sending it in. Good job. Great dog video. A little three-card money here about uh, I want to change my mind. The, the, the treat under the cup, right? The owner's moving her. Give me that one. Puts the pop. Oh, I got a treat under there. That's great. And he takes the one treat, takes a bite. And then the owner opens, takes the cup off the other one, and there's six or seven treats in there. The dog spits out the treat, says, no, I want the other one, <laughs> and then puts his paw on the other. No, give me the other one. I changed my mind. I'm sorry about that. I didn't know there were seven treats under door B as opposed to the uh, Look at him door. stare at the big pile. Yes. He's like, what did I do? Oh, God. What did I do? That's awesome. The look on his face. <laughs> puts the paw back up. Yeah, look at these sad eyes. I want the other one. Dog and cat going at it. The energy here with the dog. And these are, what are these, 720s here, what he's doing? Going back, he's staring contest, coming up. And he gets right in his face, and this goes round and round and round. Interesting way to start a fight, right? He doesn't know where, cat can't hit him. Doesn't know where. Walking to throw the other guy for a loop here. That's right. What is this? And they go right back at it. Separate. And then the, the seven, the, the, the repeated 360s over and over again as well. Excellent job by the dog. To go through life as a panda, like they're drunk or half in the bag. Yeah, the guy falls out of his chair as he's up here, right? Yeah. What, what else is going to happen here with a panda? He found a rocking chair to sit in. Who knows? I mean, right. Uh, there's no, of course he's going to fall out of it somehow. Yeah, they're like kids. They're like kids who are intoxicated. Yeah. Go, go, when they, if they're playing with something or they're playing together, that's how it is. How about the run with South Florida sports? You think they're having a moment? I mean, th- this run that they're on, and it went back to what Miami did uh, in the tournament. You got uh, 527. I mean, this is ridiculous, and, I, you know, hopefully it comes to the end. Uh, it comes to an end here soon, especially for uh, – with the Maple Leafs. 
Where did I put it now? Here it is. Eight seed, Panthers, upset the one seed, top team. Eight seed, Heat, upset the one seed, Bucks. Nine seed, Florida Atlantic, first ever Final Four. Five seed, Miami men, first ever Final Four. Nine seed, Miami women, first ever Elite Eight. It's ridiculous. It's bam, 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 right in a row, too. In a, in a two months, two, three months span, what has happened here. Jesus. So how does it continue then? Panthers, NHL. Don't say that. I don't want to see that. NBA. Uh, well, I'm confident that he can win, yeah. Marlins make a uh, run out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lose some. Celtics from six and a half up to ten. Couldn't even win the game. And the Mets in game one of a doubleheader, $2 down to 170 No good. One lose some tweet. This is infuriating. Kevin Weeks, hockey analyst ESPN, tweet. My sources tell me Omark was playing through a painful injury that limited his mobility and technique. Why didn't the change come sooner? Also, why didn't he say something? You can't go out there. If you're hurting your team, you're a goalie. You make one mistake. You're, everyone can see you make one mistake. Yeah. Why uh, would you hurt your team? If you can't play through an injury, if, it's, if you're a goalie and you're uh, hurting other, the team, and he was terrible. I think other players have had his back, and they've said, like every single dude to ever come through the NHL, they have a high pain threshold, and it's like a badge of honor. Like, they don't want to. You can't do that. When, the, when, when you've been alternating the whole year, and Swayman's been so good, if they make the change earlier in the series, they win no problem. But if it's hurting his mobility and technique, I mean, he was lousy in that series. Oh, it's bad. Several bad beats. Game one of a doubleheader. Braves run line. 9-7, bottom of the ninth, two outs, two strikes. Home run. Mets lose, but they cover the run line. Yankees, $1.20. They led 2-0 in the ninth. They blow it. The Guardians win. The Yankees are 500 and judges hurt. Last place Yankees. And first five over in the Red Sox game was five and a half. It was three, two in the second. That's a game one over, but the first five couldn't get there. Wild night. A lot to bet on the next 30 days. For a limited time, you can subscribe to VEASAN only $9.99. Daily baseball bets, NBA, NHL playoffs, the Kentucky Derby betting guide. You get every play, every host, every guest. Sign up now, $9.99, vcin.com slash subscribe. Your initial reaction and gut feeling towards the uh, second round of the NHL playoffs? Uh, okay. I Number one, I hate the format. Uh, Vegas and Edmonton should be the conference final. They should yeah. not be playing in the second round. I hate the uh, the playoff format that they, they do in the NHL. I don't know where the goals are coming from in the Dallas-Seattle series and the Carolina-New Jersey series. And I see... I see goals for fun, as Nigel would say, in the Toronto series and the Edmonton series. They should be high-scoring series, and that I don't think I don't think Vegas can slow down Edmonton. And I'm concerned about Brossois, the uh, Vegas goalie. And it's a it's tough tonight for Seattle. Dallas has been off since Friday. Seattle had the late game Sunday and the short turnaround. I like Dallas for the series and in Game One, and uh, it's wide open though. I mean, you can make the case for all eight teams here. And Toronto is now the favorite to win the Stanley Cup. And right behind them is Edmonton. So how about that? Mm-hmm. But I, you, you tell me who's scoring in this. Carolina plays low-scoring games to begin with, and the Schmidt kid's been incredible. The guy was nails last yeah. night. So they, they lose game one, 5-1. They lose game two, 5-1. And then they give up, what's he, he allows seven goals the rest of the series. In five games. And, and f- for them to make that change... And he has two shutouts, and they come back and win the series. Remember, it was it was they lost the first two games at home. Oh yeah, yeah. This doesn't happen. No, and they come back to win. But any interest in Carolina plus one ten for the series? I don't think they're that good. And the Islanders should have won that series. Could have. They blew Game Six. They sat on the lead, and we know what happened with the controversy. Was it Game Two or whatever? With the, the, don't call him the high stick. Uh, and and then the game winner set up the game winner for Carolina. So. New Jersey was great last night. Great. Are you surprised they're favored? No? I, th- I thought it'd be closer to a pick em. Okay. Uh, maybe a little bit surprised that they are. I will ask you this because you are really high on the stars in this series against the Kraken. Would you consider making like two different bets in the same market for the series prop where you can bet stars 4-1, stars 4-2 at plus 380 and plus $4 or in that range, maybe even a little bit higher at some spots? 
So they win in Better five, or they, or they win the, in six. Then lay in the one and a half games. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I could see a short series. Yeah. You figure the Kraken will get at least yeah. one, but it's probably not. I mean, if you like, I mean, under this scenario here, it's not going to go seven, yeah. and they probably won't sweep them. So it'll land somewhere either stars okay. in five or stars in six. Yeah. Good luck beating Ottinger. And the other thing is, it's a great story, but I mean, Colorado had so many injuries. And, well, and Grubauer's playing well, but that's, I, I just think, D- Dallas has been great uh, with the special teams as well. So if Dallas is yeah. scoring too, like what they did in a couple of games against Minnesota. You know, uh, I think this Edmonton, the analogy here for the Edmonton-Vegas night series is, it's like the Suns-Nugget series in the NBA, where one team is shooting nothing but twos, and they can't hit any threes. That's the Edmonton power play compared to the Golden Knights power play. Right? Because when one team is historically good and the other team has been bad for six years now that they've been around, that's probably going to play out like that in the series. Yeah. That's the thing that could get Seattle, too. In the playoffs, Dallas is uh, top five with the uh, penalty kill and the power play. And Seattle Seattle was awful on the power play in a regular season. All right, up next, I think... I need to bet on this guy not hitting a three tonight. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Download the DK Horse app now to get on the Kentucky Derby action. All customers get a 100% deposit bonus up to $250 when they opt in with code HORSE. HORSE. Only on the DK Horse app. Good luck. Get up there. Okay, it starts tonight. NBA, Lakers, Warriors. Dream come true for the front office of this league. Steph Curry, LeBron James, among others. And ticket brokers. Yeah, no kidding, right? What are we talking about here? Yeah. Highest ticket. Most expensive non-NBA Finals playoff series on record. Yeah, I would have bet that. Yeah, LeBron against Curry, and it might be the last time. That these two yeah. dance in the playoffs. Yep. Uh, it's the six seed against the seven. Man, how about Golden State? All these issues on the road, they get the six and they get home court here. Uh, the other thing that you point out that uh, you can point out that the opposing fans are going to travel well because the Laker fans, the, the tickets are so damn. I, I'm priced out in Los Angeles, can't get tickets because uh, the Lakers are such. They own L.A. and then if you're in San Francisco, you're better off maybe trying to get tickets. At a Laker game, too, if uh, if you're a Warrior fan, how that plays out. So look at that. The average price is $700 for this thing. Wow. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay, so I think, by the way, what, I, what I'm what i going to do, I talked myself into it yet um, today. I am going to look around for the cheapest price on the Warriors. I'm holding Lakers 47-1 to 1 to win the West. I think I am going to take a little bit on the Warriors because I talked myself oh. into the Warriors winning at least one game on the road again in this series. The streak continues? That streak will continue. They have home court. Yeah. yeah. Well, here's the thing. You have to love where you're at, though, because if you win this series, you're not afraid of Denver. I mean, Davis and LeBron can eat against Denver, and why would you be afraid of the Suns? Well, by the way, if the Suns were $1.45 for the series, and the Lakers gets by, if they get by Golden State, uh, a Lakers Nuggets series, absolutely manageable. Yep. From that point forward. Um, this is from Jonathan Von Tobel's write-up on the website, vcin.com. JVT is uh, the NBA senior analyst here on the network. He points out that the Kings posted a, Paul, get this, a plus 30.6 net rating in the series when Curry was not on the floor. Their yes. offense, terrible in those minutes. They averaged 91.3 points per 100 possessions and 82 points per 100 plays in the half court. That's... Awful. It doesn't get enough attention. They are lost when he's off the floor. They are high school bad, right? Much like Joker with Denver. Yeah. Um, now the other thing, you, you go back and forth, and it's fun to follow social media and and Twitter and see these fan bases go at it because uh, at times they can be delusional. But you point out how good was Sacramento because Sacramento really struggled at times in that series. And do you give? Is it good? Golden State, or is it bad Sacramento? I mean, 42 points in the second half in Game 7. No fast break points. You lose two games at home against a team that won 11 uh, road games the entire season. Golden State won the series, yet shot 32% from three. The other thing, you had, Poole is unplayable at times. 
So are you going to see Moody? Are you going to see Payton? What are they going to do? Because Poole was horrendous in that series. Yeah, and he, he was minus 11 in 160 minutes. Yes. He averaged 12 points and shot 34% from the floor. Okay, that's the you know anti-Golden State. Now the comeback is you beat Memphis, whoop de doo They didn't have Clark. They didn't have Adams. Ja missed the game. And Memphis was horrible on the road. But still, the Lakers blew them out in, in every home game. And they were phenomenal. And they only shot 31% yes. from three. But it's all to me, it's all about Anthony Davis. If he's the best player on the floor, or even the best Laker, I think they're going to win the series. And as we've talked about many times, and while we thought this could happen, the number one defense in the league since the All-Star break, they're number two offensively in, in shots uh, at the rim. They get so many great looks. AD has been a beast in the second half. He carried the team when LeBron was out. LeBron's banged up with the with the foot, but still, he can give you 26, 27. But the supporting cast, again, would, would I get Reeves, Hachimura to give me a couple baskets? Game six, Russell was awesome. Certainly Golden State knows about him. He was a warrior. But the maybe just put Kyrie Irving at every game to say, eh, maybe I'm a Laker next year, and that can motivate Russell. But how this roster and chemistry has come together and how well they've played down the stretch to start 2-10 and and to be in this position is uh, nothing short of miraculous. But going back to what I said earlier, Memphis shot 48% in the paint in the playoffs against the Lakers, 43% when AD was on the floor. They don't give up the looks at the rim. They don't allow you to attack the rim, and we'll see how they can guard and contain Curry and Thompson. Yeah. Uh, one more thing from this article I'm reading right now on vcin.com by JVT. The Lakers averaged 110.4 points per 100 possessions in non-garbage time in the postseason so far. That is worse than San Antonio in the regular season, and they finished 28th. So if they play like that offensively, there's a very good chance they're going to lose. Because limiting Golden State to a worse offensive performance no. than that over a seven-game series is is unlikely to happen. Although I will say, to your point and how they put this team together, I have much more confidence in the depth of the Lakers than I do in the depth of the Warriors at yeah. this point. Yeah, that, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm okay with Clay. Clay's yeah. going to be fine. He was awful in Game 7. Right. He'll be fine in the series. He'll have some, I'm sure, really good games. I don't, and Looney deserves a ton of credit. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. I will be stunned if Looney plays anywhere close to that in this series. Davis will neutralize him. Sabonis, he was in Sabonis' head, and he was shook, and Sabonis did not play Looney at all very well in that series. But I don't know what we're going to get out of Wiggins. I don't know what we're going to get out of Moody, DiVincenzo, Poole, like you talked about. And I would bet Draymond Green tonight is under one-half of a three-pointer made. It's minus 125. He actually made a three in three different games in the previous series. I don't think he makes one tonight. I'm going to bet him under minus minus 125. All right. Curry and Clay are four and a half. I like LeBron under two and a half, minus 130. That's another one that kind of stood out to me as well. All right. Vanderbilt, will he make yeah. one? It's under a half minus 150. He had four games in the previous series without one. But he he did hit two in one game and three in another. What's Anthony? Did you did you have you looked? Do you have Davis's game log? He's two thirty. I don't even remember him attempting one. What, how many does Anthony Davis even attempt a three? Oh no, he had some in the series. Did he? Oh yeah, because he's a half under two thirty. Um, but the, you mentioned Looney and how here here's what he had against uh, Sack rebounds 13, 14, 20, 21, and twenty two. Awesome. Yep. But to me, again, it's all about Anthony Davis. And he had one stinker against Memphis. But how good was his defense in Game 6? Every time Memphis went, get that out of here. Get that out of here. Changing the shot. Altering the shot. Blocking shots. Cleaning the glass. Being a beast down low. Inside-outside game. Are, are I mean, you when concerned? he's on. I mean, he's a, I like cocky Anthony Davis, too. Ain't no fun when the rabbit got the gun. Yeah, I was watching the game on, on Spectrum. Hello, Los Angeles. And it, they had that during a commercial break when he looked in the camera. So... It, you have to cherish this. And these moments, this might be the last time we get Curry against LeBron. And, and two of the, you know, probably the second best player all time against a top 10 player all time, best shooter all time. This might be it here. Who knows? But to get this in the second round? Imagine if it was Western Conference Finals. Right. The ratings and the betting handle, I'm sure. Off the, okay, so Davis hit a three in three different games. In the Memphis series? Uh-huh. 
Wow. Yep. Three oh. different games. He okay. had won three in those games. So there is that. Are you concerned at all that Davis might have to leave one or two of these games because of flukiness, oh, sure. yeah. randomness? I mean, yeah. That's, yeah. It happens, it seems, every other game. It oh, does. he's down. Is it serious? Oh, okay, he gets back up. Yeah. That, so is it fair to say I don't know what I'm going to get from Wiggins in the series? Or can we bank on this guy? Right. He was arguably, Curry deserved the, to win the finals MVP last year. Wiggins was right behind him. He played awesome against the Celtics. He was very good. Then we know this year, obviously, unfortunately, right. he had to leave for a long time, came back. We didn't know what his role was going to be against the Kings. And he played well in spurts. Now that he's got some games under, underneath his belt, can, can Wiggins be there like every single night and give him 16 points? That's big. I'm more confident in Wiggins from a consistency standpoint than like a Russell and even and even Reeves and those kind of guys. I think that's fair. That's what I have to go. And Hachimura too. I right. don't that that I think he's going to be completely up and down. Yeah. He might have 14 right. one game and two the next. But I like that you know Ham knows he made mistakes and prior to game 6 his coaching meeting was all about finding the right rotation and putting the right guys on the floor. And my favorite Pat Riley line, trust 8 play 7. He was playing guys in that Memphis series that shouldn't have been on the floor and getting that many minutes. So Get your rotation and then stick with the with the, the core guys there. Uh, I don't know what to expect from a pace standpoint. I, I don't know if this is going to be a track meet or not. That's a high total. And what uh, how they how the Lakers are going to treat it and get up and go. But LeBron got a lot in the tank, and we'll see here now after. Uh, oh no, you know, the Draymond Green's an X factor too, isn't he? Close to another what well, the suspension? Oh yeah, with those yeah, points no, that, that can happen. He yeah. might lose his mind. So that that's something to track too. Are we go- going to get like? full-blown beast mode from LeBron starting tonight? Or is he going to lay back and say, go ahead, Austin. Go ahead, Rui. Go ahead, others. I'll kick it in high gear like in the third and fourth quarter. I think that's what he'll do. i use some opportunities to rest as well. I mean, he's 38 years old. Yeah. I mean, what, 20 years in the league? So you, you got it's going to be a long series. VEASAN host Matt Humans on the show up next. He likes one win total in the NFL and a bet to an Offensive Rookie of the Year now that the draft is behind us. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season remind us to embrace change and fearlessly look toward the future. Like Andrew Jarecki, award-winning filmmaker and creator of MoviePhone. The studios didn't really control the theaters, the theaters didn't control the studios. And I thought, well, there's a window in here where I could make things easier for the consumer and also make something that would be very useful for the industry. Or Kellen Kenny, Chief Marketing and Growth Officer at AT&T, who installed fiber in customers' houses rather than leading from afar. It is so crucial that you spend time with the customers. That is the best lesson. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. 
If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. You ready for the most exciting two minutes in sports? Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today for $9.99. Get access to everything we do, including the upcoming Kentucky Derby betting guide, profiles on the horses, jockeys, trainers, so you know which horses are the favorites, sleepers, and long shots. Best bets from Dave Tooley, who's on fire with the horses. Get up there now, $9.99, VEASAN.com slash subscribe. VEASAN host Matt Humans joins the program now. He was on the air both nights on Thursday and Friday last week during the NFL draft, and he loves to bet that event. Matt, thanks for the time today, as always. Well, now that the draft is in the uh, rear view mirror here, uh, give us one win total you like in the NFL, and then maybe a bet that you also like on Offensive Rookie of the Year. Yeah, well, I, have, I haven't bet a win total yet. You know, we were talking off there about this a year ago at this time. I did bet the Eagles over eight and a half, and I'm trying to find a, a comparable team like that right now. And I, I kind of want to play the Panthers over seven and a half. And a lot of the thinking there is when the schedule comes out next week, May 11th, I think on Thursday, uh, we're going to see how it lines up, but we already know the Panthers opponents. And not only do they play in a weak division in the NFC South, but how about this outside the division, the Panthers face the NFC North and AFC South. You're not going to find a weaker schedule in the league. I don't think to what the Panthers are going to face this season. So even though I haven't bet seven and a half over uh, minus 120, I'm thinking Bryce Young as offensive rookie of the year might be something to play here. DraftKings put up about five to one odds on Bryce Young to be offensive rookie of the year plus 475. And I think that might be maybe a better value play than playing the Panthers over their win total. But it's something I'm thinking about right now. Hey, upon further review too, I know the Lions didn't get value with their uh, first two picks at 12 and 18 mm-hmm. with uh, Jameer Gibbs and Jack Campbell. But I thought the Lions and the Bears did especially well later in the draft. And uh, I was much more impressed with their draft classes as a whole um, than I was on the first day. Where are you at with this Bears hype? Isn't this ridiculous? I mean, as we okay. talked about last week, they have better odds to win the division than the Packers. Yeah, I'm not really buying into the Bears yet. Again, that, that's a team that after, after the Bears pulled off that ridiculous win at Foxborough in late October, right. the Bears finished the season on a 10-game losing streak, okay? So, no, I'm not going to buy into the Bears hype right now. You're going to have to prove it to me. I do think they had a pretty good draft, but they still have a long way to go. Okay. Uh, all right. So, I t- I, our, our guy we know, Jeff Sherman at the Westgate, very good uh, odds maker at NBA Laker fan also. I said, what do you make this price before Game 7, uh, Lakers against the winner? And he said, $2, Lakers favorite against Sack and pick them if it's the Warriors. Then he opened up $1.20, and now we're seeing as high as $1.50 on Golden State. Who do you like in the series? I like the Warriors, and uh, I think this price should be more like Warriors at minus 170. Uh, that's actually what I thought it was going to open now. To me, three-point shooting is going to be a big factor in this series. And the Lakers shot 31% from three against the Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. Golden State led the league in three-point shooting percentage uh, this season at 39. I just feel like they got more ways they can beat you offensively. And also, Kevon Looney has become a defensive and rebounding force. I think he can do a pretty good job against Anthony Davis in this series. Team with home court. Uh, the best three-point shooting, I'm going to go with the Warriors here. I think it is going to be a long series. It, it takes a lot for me to get fired up about the NBA these days. But I think you have to be excited about this series. This is going to be phenomenal. I'd say the Warriors win a long series. I'll leave the minus 145 here. Okay. Let's fast forward to Saturday, the annual running for the Roses in the Kentucky Derby. Uh, and so you've done your handicapping here on the event, I take it, because you like two horses as of right now. Tell us who you like and why. Yeah, we're putting together the uh, V-CIN Kentucky Derby betting guide yep. right now. Dave Tooley's putting it together. Uh, but I, I found a horse. Man, I bet the fixed odds at Circus Sports at 24 to 1 on this horse. Two fills. Uh, and this horse is uh, coming out of the three post. 
and it posted the best Brisnet speed figure in the entire field. And that's a 24 to 1 at the Circa uh, fixed odds board. And actually, I think it's 20 to 1 as of today. But it's uh, with a stocking running style, which is usually what wins in the Derby. Two fills is trending in the right direction, improved in each race. Now, he's not the best horse. He offers some odds value here, and I'm going to play him along with the five, tap it trice, the bluegrass stakes winner. So I like the three and the five on Saturday. Okay. Uh, what do you think of uh, your level of excitement? Are you more excited for Golden State, Los <laughs> Angeles, or that Zippy's is coming to Las Vegas? As your, your, your fast food rankings go to the website, get the t shirt, by the way. But uh, wh- mm-hmm. where, were your, where was Zippy's in your rankings? Can you tell us a little bit about it? Uh, Zippy's right around number 10. It would be higher in the top 10, but there has not been a location on the mainland. If you go to Honolulu or you go to Maui, Mitch, I don't know if you had a chance to hit Zippy's when uh, you went to no. Maui. Did you go to Zippy's? Did not make it, no. That was a big mistake. But, uh, <laughs> you've got, you've got, I mean, the, the Hawaiian barbecue, everything on the menu is phenomenal. And when this Zippy's opens, I wish I could, I, I tried to actually contact the owners and see if I could buy a steak in this restaurant because it's going to be phenomenal. It's 24 hours. It's going to be jam-packed. It's going to be out to 2.15, and I think, is it Jones or Rainbow out there? I've driven by the location a couple times recently, um, eagerly awaiting the opening. I think it's going to be sometime later this summer. Keep us posted. Love Hawaiian barbecue. Yeah. That L&L place oh, out there. Great. Yes, uh, good job, Matt. Yeah. How about some golf place? Well, we got the Wells Fargo this week, and it's a stacked field at Quail Hollow. And when you uh, do your handicapping on this, you can throw out the 2021 Wells Fargo because that was played in Potomac, Maryland on a different course. So if you're trying to draw from course history, there are a few guys I like here. And one is uh, Max Homa. He went 15 under in 2019, and he won this tournament by three strokes. He was a triple-digit odds back then. You could get him a 28-1 to one here. And I think uh, he's definitely a horse for the course this week. Been a little bit quiet recently, but I think 28-1 to one's a great price on Homa. And Justin Thomas, not really trending in the right direction. His current form, not that good, but when you get – JT at around 24, 25 to 1. I think you have to look at him. He's got a top 30 here two years ago, and he actually won his first major at Quail Hollow in 2017. That was a PGA. Uh, so, again, he's another horse for the course. 24 on Thomas, 28 on Homa, and I'm going to play Cameron Young again. Uh, Cameron Young was top five in this tournament, but, again, that was on a different course a year ago. He's He's been a bridesmaid too many times. Uh, you're going to look at stats off the tee, and this is going to be uh, more important. You've got to emphasize those categories. And Cameron Young is exceptional off the tee. He's going to break through and win soon. If it's not here, it might be at the PGA, but I'm going to keep playing Cameron Young, and I got him at 20 to 1 this week. All Very right. cool. Yep. Matt's show is called VEASAN tonight, weeknights, 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific, right here on VEASAN. You can catch it there uh, every single night, Monday through Friday. Thanks, Matt. We appreciate it. Okay. You bet, guys. See ya. That was a. Zippy smorgasbord from the menu. Yeah. A little bit of everything there. That's right. NFL, some NBA, a series price that he likes on the Warriors, golf bets, and uh, Kentucky Derby. Okay. All right. I like it. Now, looking at the screen, too, over five and a half games, minus 190 in the Lakers series. So you think uh, the streak continues, 28 consecutive series. Tell me why you shouldn't be playing that. I mean. Yeah. I think the Lakers can get one in Golden State, too. So, um can they get, I, I can they they get, get one? Sp- can they get two? Yeah, that, that's probably what's going to have to happen. But the other thing is hard to ignore is the curse that he's never lost a playoff series in the West. He's 19 and 0. How about that? The last time, I mean, you got to go back to when it was Mark Jack. Kerr was an analyst. The last time that they lost, here it is. When the Warriors were eliminated in 2014, they lost to the Clippers. It was the last Western Conference team to eliminate the Warriors in the playoffs. Kerr was a color analyst. Embiid and Joker hadn't been drafted. Mahomes hadn't played a college football game. And Donald hadn't made his NFL debut. Well, and 19 another, and 0. Another Donald. Donald Sterling. So, yes. The tapes just came out. That audio came out uh-huh. right at the beginning of that series, if I recall correctly. That was, what, late April or around there? Might have been one of the best betting opportunities of all time, no hyperbole. Because they were playing a road game, and it was were they going to forfeit? Were they going to they, they put their jerseys in the middle of the court? That's right. Golden State was at home that game. Yeah, that's right. And, and buried them. And and the Clippers won that series in seven, I believe. But that was right. I mean, what a 
Unbelievable. Their heads, I don't blame them, but their heads weren't in the game. Of course not. They didn't want to play the game. And that was, they didn't want to play the game. They, they took their jerseys off. There was video of this. It was a, such a huge deal. And they just threw them at half court. They're like, nah, this is stupid. What are we doing here? Our owner sucks. Uh-huh. We don't want to play for that guy. And they really didn't in that next game. But that's that was also a Chris Paul basically in his prime still led Clippers team along with Blake Griffin wow. and DeAndre Ayton. And they De- could- uh, DeAndre Jordan. Yes. So yeah. And you caught a break that you're going against Mark Jackson, who I never once saw him drop a play. Uh, right. Still to this day. And you had the two best shooters maybe ever. And uh, they couldn't get a lot of touches. And he didn't, know, he didn't know what he had. He kept the Ferrari in the garage. Yeah. All right. More of the playoff schedule is coming up next. The Heat Knicks game. Shots on goal props in the NHL here on Follow the Money. It's Visa and the Sports Betting Network. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards, like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.